Hi guys, I'm Andrea. And I'm Yossi. And welcome back to That's On Period, a podcast by the Period Poverty Project. Guys, we are so happy to be back. We know it's been a very long time, but we are back and better than ever with an episode today about one of my favorite topics. You guys, there is nothing I love more than talking about the biology of the female reproductive system, especially when we're talking about the connections between the immune system and the female reproductive system. So, So you guys, there is something going on. Let's take a trip down memory lane Mm -hmm. together. Get that memory jogging. Mm -hmm. Did any of you menstruators have an especially bloody or painful first period after your COVID vaccination? Hmm. Well, if you have, this episode is the one for you, so keep listening. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about the less discussed side effect of the COVID vaccine, changes to the menstrual cycle. Let's get into it. And remember, it's it's not not awkward awkward unless you make it awkward. All right, guys, the COVID vaccine. When we all got the vaccine, we heard all about the expected side effects, arm soreness, flu-like symptoms... Mm -hmm. What else? Like fatigue, things like that. Just your basic vaccine side effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But nobody talked about one thing. So pretty much what was happening, and there were like posts on Twitter, it was like mostly shared through social media, but Mm -hmm. trans folks were sharing that, trans folks on testosterone were sharing that they were getting spotting and period symptoms after the vaccine. Even having, after having not had their periods for like months or years. Right, Yeah. yeah. And then people who had period, even after years of menopause, they were having, like, right. spotting after. Yes, after menopause. menopause. And then um, some people were saying that their period came days after the vaccine, even though they weren't expecting it until, like, a few more weeks. So it was, like, irregular. Mm-hmm. And then some people even noticed that their periods were coming becoming heavier or longer. So just, like overall irregular a lot of irregularities Mm -hmm. yes um and so it's important to talk about these symptoms because not talking about it reinforces the stigma around periods which is exactly what this podcast is here to hashtag debunk yes exactly yeah all right so let's get a little bit into the science behind these observations yeah (laughs) andrea is gonna i'm very excited for this inform okay so Quickly, just to say, it's important to focus on the science because when we don't focus on the science, there can be a lot of misinformation, which is something that we're going to get back to later. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. Um, The first thing and the underlying idea here is just that there is a very strong connection between the immune system and the female reproductive system, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the uterus, because while um someone is ovulating which means this is like the most fertile time when your body is kind of expecting to Mm -hmm. get pregnant um and this happens once every month during ovulation the immune system is actually more active around the around the uterus um and that is in order to prevent pathogens from interfering with fertilization so let's say your body is trying to help you get pregnant so it wants to heighten your immune response at that time so that if any pathogens or i guess Things that could mm-hmm. be dangerous, yeah. infectious in the area can be cleared out by your immune system so that it won't affect um, the potential for a fetus to grow. Right. Protection. Protection. Exactly. Um, and then after ovulation, the immune system 
actually decreases its activity in the uterus in order to facilitate proper pregnancy because there's this really interesting phenomenon when somebody gets or when an egg gets fertilized which is that when this egg is implanting in the uterus if you think about it it's the cre- it's like the fusing of a cell from the mother and a cell from the father right which means that half of the of the genetic material in that material in that cell are actually foreign pathogens or like that's what the mother's immune system mm-hmm. recognizes that it's not their own genetic material it's not the maternal genetic material it's actually like a kind of recognized as a foreign antigen mm-hmm. so the immune system during that time kind of subdues its response in order to um allow that pregnancy to happen or else there would be no like way to properly facilitate a pregnancy like the baby would just be killed by the immune mm-hmm. system because it's mm-hmm. like a foreign invader right so that's a very interesting paradox yes and Fun even stuff. right and even if you don't get pregnant this kind of cycle happens each month just so that your uterus is kind of preparing for this pregnancy um so yeah that's, that's what happens with the period like it's preparing for right for that's the whole the point. egg to yeah get fertilized so that's what exactly so that all just goes to say that um there is a really strong connection between the immune system and the female reproductive system yeah. all of this by the way is regulated by cycles of hormones that happen in um menstruating people Uh, These hormones are released by the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, which are up in the brain. And the main hormones are estrogen, progesterone, follicle-stimulating hormone, or FSH, and luteinizing Mm -hmm. hormone, or LH. So you might hear about those later in the episode if we come back to them. Andrea's favorite, um, or actually our favorite Uh hormones are estrogen. Yes, specifically estradiol. I'm a big fan of estradiol. (laughs) That'll do it. Let me know if we have any estradiol fans (laughs) listening. I know you're out there, yeah. so there's a big, a big fan Speak group up. out there. Mm-hmm. All right, so okay, yeah, so yeah. Moral of the story: the immune system and the reproductive system are very connected, and it's important to consider the science because we can't just say, like, to connect this all back to the COVID vaccine, we can't just say that the vaccine causes heavier or regular periods because there is currently no scientific evidence to show a direct effect of the vaccine on menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. There are studies that are taking place, but studies take a very long time. Yeah. So, years even. Yeah, years. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to the Cleveland Clinic, it may be associated with how the body responds to stress, whether that be emotional, physical, or biological stress. Right. Um, yeah. There are many different definitions of stress, but all of them can affect your hormone levels right but this is one explanation and then there's also the explanation that when you give your immune system like a shock like a vaccine your Mm -hmm. hormone levels the hormones that andrew was talking about they they can change and then your period is regulated by these hormone cycles so therefore your period could be affected by this change in Right. And you can kind of connect these two because when you give your immune system that huge shock, that's kind of what we call biological or immune stress. So what the Cleveland Clinic is saying is that instead of like just going right out and saying, oh, the COVID vaccine causes irregular periods, we can say, oh, well, it might introduce a stress to the immune system. And as a result of that, that might cause some changes in your hormone cycles and thus your period. Yes. Yeah. So they're doing real clinical studies now, but the results might not be out for a very long time so we'll keep yeah. you guys updated on yeah, that yeah we encourage you to also research it it's very interesting yes um 
All right. But yes. Okay. So we need. Yeah. We we need to talk about misinformation. Yeah, we need to talk guys. about some misinformation. It's we need time. to address some things. We're gonna play a clip for you guys that yeah. is pretty crazy. But yeah. So one of the reasons we have to be cautious when we're talking about what's happening with this potential link between periods and regular or irregular periods mm-hmm. and the COVID vaccine yeah. is because there is a lot of misinformation around it and people are using this link as a reason or an excuse, I guess, to not get vaccinated. Yeah. So a lot of people actually, unfortunately, have been calling the COVID vaccine a mass sterilization technique. So, I mean, you can imagine once Ridiculous. a lot of people start coming out and saying, oh, I actually had this interesting side effect with my period, mm-hmm. that they could draw that connection. Right. But... Especially when this stuff is, like, spread over social media, because people yeah. just, like, see one thing once and they're like, oh, my God, and they, like, it's really take it and to, run with it. Exactly. It's yeah. really easy to just take it and run. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of, example, of examples <laughs> of this that we think are very telling. Yeah. Um... So there's a lot of false information out there right now being spread that someone's period can be affected just by being near a vaccinated person. Mm, My goodness. To reiterate, you yourself are not even vaccinated, but people believe that if you're near someone who has been vaccinated, I guess just the juju or the energy (laughs) in the air can affect your menstrual cycle. Yeah, ridiculous. So we're going to play this clip for you guys. It blew up on social media. It's Mm -hmm. a school in Miami. Um... And it's called, how do you? The school is called Sentner Academy. Academy. If you want to like send them hate or something, (laughs) just kidding. Don't send them hate. Don't do that. But um, Um, they use this correlation between the vaccine and heavy or regular periods as evidence to support their anti-vax policies. Mm -hmm. Um, So they wouldn't hire any vaccinated employees, and then they, yeah, they right because of because of this story. Yes, (laughs) let's hear this. Take a listen. Yeah. We have a teacher here who herself was with a roommate who was fully vaccinated. She's never had a late period in her life. Never, not once. But instead, after being around her roommate, her period was 10 days late and she experienced enormous blood clots. This is her real life experience. Wow. Okay. Okay, guys. Let's unpack this. (laughs) Let's unpack what just happened. So, in case you... Yeah, we're we're just going to reiterate the rationale here, Mm -hmm. um, which is just very ridiculous. But pretty much one of their teachers got vaccinated, and the teacher's roommate had a late-slash-heavy-slash-regular period. Mm -hmm. And um, she usually had a regular period. And so pretty much the school administration thought that even being close to this individual that was vaccinated uh-huh. had this effect on on the roommate who had the... Right. So then they wouldn't let this teacher teach at the school because her roommate was vaccinated. It's, it's just crazy, It's so ridiculous, guys. it's almost hard to follow. Yeah, like, it's hard like, to like, explain. I, I literally had to really go watch, <laughs> watch the clip, like, one more time, be like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah we no. had to do a double take we on that one. We had to definitely one. do a double take on that because of how... I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. But. So, that's why it's important to make sure that we're not spreading misinformation and also not making sweeping declarations about, like, oh, this causes, like like weird periods or like to even go further and say that it causes yeah. sterilization which has absolutely no evidence for that whatsoever Mm-mm. so yeah yeah don't listen to that no <laughs> 
All right, there is a larger underlying issue when it comes to the lack of research and lack of funding in the field of women's reproductive health. In general, there are less studies done on menstruating people, not even just about reproductive health, but like in general with testing drugs and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot less knowledge about how women will react to certain drugs and things like that, as opposed to men. And there Mm -hmm. is kind of a historical reason for this. Yeah, a lot of this is actually because in 1977, the FDA banned most women of childbearing potential from being in clinical research studies in order to prevent birth defects. So it was, like, done to, like, mm-hmm. to benefit society, but it ended up having these other effects, which are that, like, men were the test subject for a lot of these drugs. And so mm-hmm. they're, they weren't able to, like, know if those drugs even if they didn't work for men, like, what if they worked for women? And this, like, has to do with, like, other right. forms of women's health, too. But, um, right. so it's like they were trying to protect women in the future generation from, like, birth defects and things like that, from being participating in clinical studies. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, there's a lot less representation of women in these studies. So right. now what we see is that there are many cases in which the side effects of certain drugs are more severe in women or there are undetected side effects in women. One big example that I'm sure a lot of you guys will actually know about is the um, how a heart attack presents itself mm-hmm. in women versus men. In men, you have the typical, like, oh, my chest hurts. It feels like there's an elephant, like, stomping on yes. me. But I'm pretty sure in women, it's, like, a completely different response that, like, people didn't really know about or understand, which is why... Um, a lot of women were like having heart attacks that were going on go undetected for so long and Mm -hmm. unhelped i think their side effects have more to do with like feeling numbness and like tingling Mm -hmm. in their limbs and things that don't typically like have this dramatic oh i'm having a heart attack thing Mm -hmm. but it's just because heart attacks weren't as well studied in women right so that's one example very problematic but yeah very yeah Mm. yes all right guys so what can we do knowing all this information we know it's a little late because most of us are already (laughs) vaccinated and our first post-vax period has already passed but if you are still in this boat maybe our younger folks here who Mm -hmm. are just now getting approved to be vaccinated um if you do have any period irregularities if you're worried about them you can see a doctor Mm -hmm. some other things to manage this stress that's kind of like the underlying cause of a lot of the um, chemical imbalance and hormonal imbalance and stuff. Um, some things to combat stress are exercise, rest, healthy diet, yep. all of the typical <laughs> things. You guys already know. All the great things. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, just also, like... We encourage this, you Yeah, to, we encourage you to listen to yeah. other menstruators' stories, after, like their vaccination stories, if they if it affected their periods in any way. Do mm-hmm. can you relate to them? Like, did you right. have experiences? We would love to know if you actually mm-hmm. had um, your own experiences after the vaccine. Yeah, and it's related just Im- to your period. It's just important to talk about these kind of stories because yes. everyone was like, "Oh, my arm's sore. Oh, this and that." But we want to make sure that if there's a conversation that needs to happen yeah. surrounding periods, let's let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's not there's sweep nothing it under holding the us rug. Back. Nothing holding us back. And then also never don't be spreading false information don't believe everything you see online or social media let's always take it back to the science let's take it back to the there you go (laughs) yes there you go only way to avoid misinformation Mm -hmm. yeah 
Um, so. All right. All right, guys. Well, the moral of the story of today's episode is that we need to keep being loud about health issues for people with periods. Mm. We can't just keep ignoring them because of an outdated taboo. And And that's that's on period. period. Guys, let us know if there are any other topics in menstrual health that you would like to learn more about from our podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening.